0: This episode is powered by Waggle. Waggle is an agile and comprehensive employee voice platform and truly improves engagement. Thank you. Hello and welcome to another episode of Engagement Zone. This episode is proudly powered by Waggle, the voice of the people at work. Um, we're recording this uh, at, at a time, uh, a very strange time around the world, one uh, a lot of a lot of worry for the health of the friends and family uh, and one where we're all trying to, trying to catch up with um, what was the future of work seems to be now. Um, we have a really great story for you today on today's podcast that kind of shows the reason why you need to innovate because you never know what's around the corner. Um, but before, we get to our, before we get to today's awesome guest, um, just a quick reminder that the North American entry deadline is coming up in April, um, April the 15th. There might be a little extension coming just because of the world we're living in right now. Um, So, get your entries in there. Some fantastic entries already in. Uh, And lots of updates from all the other regions around the world, too. Uh, Our conferences have been pushed back in both North America and Europe. Um, In London, it's September the 9th now, and in New York, it's September the 29th. So, uh, God willing, we will be through the worst of it and and trying to return to some semblance of normality. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, But. Let's crack on. Uh, I've got a, a fantastic guest uh, with us today, coming from Dublin, uh, so all the way from over in the Irish Sea in Ireland. Um, uh, AIB Allied Irish Banks. Please welcome Jean O'Donnell. Hello, Jean.
1: Hi, Matt. How are you?
0: I'm good. How 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 are you? How's your how how are your colleagues, your your friends, your family?
1: Yeah, we're all good. Thank you. Um, adjusting, learning to cope with the new the new normal, but uh, yeah, we're getting there
0: good <clears throat> sorry i don't know where i've got uh, this is a very um bad time to be coughing <laughs> on a podcast <clears throat> um <laughs> couldn't plan it uh i just I, i'll let you all know that i'm, I'm safe and well uh, i have been exercising more i'm terribly unfit so i usually cough for about an hour after exercise so it's um yeah it's it's a healthy cough if there is, is such <laughs> a one <clears throat> um so there we go uh hopefully that's caused a few people to laugh because i'm smiling from ear to ear right now um are you homeschooling? Do you, have some, do you have children that you're also looking after whilst trying to work?
1: Yeah, I have two girls, seven and ten, and now my husband's also working from home. So um, it's very great fun around this neck of the woods at the moment, but we're learning to kind of cope. Um, I'm hoping I won't have any small visitors in the middle of this, but uh, I'm very grateful that we extended our house last year.
0: Oh, wow! Well, yeah, I bet, I bet you are. I've got one friend who's actually just taken their roof off and all the building work has to stop, so uh, it's not not, not ideal. Um, and as we're saying, both in Dublin and London alike, the sun is beaming right now, so it's it makes everything a bit more surreal. Um, you just want to go out and, and do more fun things, but uh, you can't. Um, so, as I was saying... Um, uh, AIB uh, have been multiple finalists in the Employee Engagement Awards in uh, the UK and Europe for a number of years and were finalists in the innovation category. Um, uh, we've had, uh, we've been trying to have this uh, interview with Gene with for a while now. Uh, it's been pushed back cause of, because of me, uh, but it now seems more pertinent than ever that we're having this chat about the work you've been doing. Um, I suppose one word: photo voice. Uh, and talk us through it. What is it? What, what what have you been doing at AIB over the past twelve to eighteen months?
1: Okay, so um, I suppose uh, just to give you a bit of background to, for context, um, in two thousand and eighteen, we relocated our technology teams from three city centre locations to one location that is a little bit outside of the city centre. So previously, um, we had you know people coming from from all areas around the city. Um, many people had worked for the organization for quite a long time um, and now they were being uprooted to a location on the south side which did not um, necessarily suit everybody um, so we in the course of trying to make that uh, move as smooth as possible for people we looked at how we could adapt our ways of working um, in order to accommodate people's new schedules. So we moved very much from I suppose, a fixed way of working in terms of fixed desks, um, fixed hours, um, to a new, more agile mindset. Um, we changed our ways of working to have core hours, but to allow people greater flexibility within that, um, to allow people the opportunity to work from home. Um, the thinking behind it was that if, um, as our CIO Tim Hines says, if one person had to move their child out of the crash in order to facilitate this, this change of location for us, then we would have failed as an organization. So um, in tech in technology, we have um, roughly about 1600 staff between permanent, permanent employees, partners and contractors coming and going every day. So it was quite a large group of people that we needed to move from. Um, as i say a number of disparate locations into um, a, a new building brand new uh, built for us um, we also moved to a, a hot desking environment with neighborhoods so we went from um having you know your desk with your picture of your kids and your potted plant to suddenly having um a desk that you would use one day but ne- not necessarily the next day depending on what you were working on um, we wanted to move to become a more customer focused purpose-led organization so that depending on who you were working with or the teams that you would be interacting with on a day-to-day basis you would go and sit with them one day so you might be working with marketing one day you could be working with the product design team another day you be working with engineering the next day and you and the the idea being that you would move around towards that through those teams dependent on where you needed to be Um, and of course also allowing for the fact that not everybody would be in the building at the same time. So that's just uh, the background for a bit of context. Um, so we moved and um, the feeling, the sense, the sentiment on the ground was that it had been quite successful. Obviously, that's a huge amount of change for anybody in, in that period of time. But we moved and, and we felt that uh, it was it had been a successful move. But we wanted to explore that further to actually Get under the hood of how people were really feeling about um, their work-life balance now. We were 12 months down the road. Um, There had been this huge amount of change, but what would we what you know what was really there? And there are a number of different ways, as I'm sure you and your listeners know, that you can approach this. Um, The most common being that you would, you know, send out a survey, which obviously we had done at various points to check in on particular issues. and or you could have focus groups but again we really wanted to to get um, a genuine sense of what uh, people were feeling so in the course of looking through the various possibilities and options um, i came across a sociologist from uh, university college dublin dr maria quinlan and she specializes in a methodology called photovoice um it's quite innovative it's unique it doesn't tend to be used too often in organizational settings generally speaking the methodology is used for dealing with victims of trauma um and i I know there's a lot of jokes out there to say that you know, well, working in an organisation can be traumatic <laughs> at times. Um, but um, and essentially, what you do is uh, the participants in the, the participants in the Photo Voice project take photographs of things on a specific theme, that and um, then they come together as a group to talk about the photograph and what it means for them. So we used this methodology as um, an opportunity to explore work-life balance and what ultimately came out of this was a project that became known as on balance
0: so can you can you delve a bit deeper um what 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 was what did you undertake with photovoice um what did the team do what was the impact of it um and what what are you doing next
1: so basically um in order to to set this up properly we didn't want to um tap the usual suspects on this on the shoulder i suppose so we put an open call out for participants in the project Um, it is as I say, quite an innovative methodology to use in a corporate setting, um, and we had, um, you know, we, so we waited for people to come to us. And actually, that has been something that throughout the entire process has been um, at the heart of it. We, I work my role as an engagement role. And you know, you find sometimes that in engagement roles, you mandate a lot of things. And this the, the purpose of this project from the very outset has been very much about bottom up, trying to trying to um, allow people to come to this in their own time and in their own way. And when we put out the, the um, call for the expressions of interest again, we opened it up and said, who's interested in this rather than approaching people that would even be traditionally more active or involved in the organization. And Because it's quite a creative methodology um, we got a really interesting, diverse uh, spread of people from across the organisation. We had an equal balance between male and female. Um, we have a very diverse culture within the organisation, so we have a lot of people from different areas, and we had, and that was very well represented through the participants. Um, so over the course of I think we it was the, the, the project initially was six weeks um those participants met with maria Quinlan. and we had a number of workshops um two hour workshops where in the initial one they were introduced to the methodology introduced to um the concepts around it and um then went away and began to take photographs of their daily lives you know things that represented balance to them um and then came back the following the following week and met again as a group to discuss uh the, the photographs individually and what they meant um and it was really powerful and i think that like i was i was lucky enough to sit in on all of the workshops and i think that in the middle of the second one i knew that what we had was was absolute gold from um an organisational perspective because yeah. we were really getting to the heart of what was important in people's lives and we were really able to understand Um, how the impact of the policies and procedures that we had put in place to enable people um, whether they were working or what was working what wasn't working that's probably a good way to put it Um, and and there was a real good spread of ages as well and you know a spread of people who had children and didn't have children and the interesting thing about it was that you really got to see that um, across the entire group we had people that were using or availing of the flexibility that was being offered to them, regardless of what their what their personal circumstances were, because I think sometimes you see, you know, when there are flexible working policies put in place, the expectation would be that it's people that have parent that have children or that have um, caring responsibilities are the people that will take those up, and that everybody else will just work a standard nine to five shift, and that's the end of it. But actually, what we saw was that, um, you know, throughout this group, and I mean, as I say, they were self selecting that. Um, everybody was making this work for them regardless of what their personal circumstances were and that was one of the really powerful things that came out of it you know um so we had we we ran the workshops and then um, at the end of that um maria did a thematic analysis of the of the, the the content that came out of it so basically the way it works is you do the workshops she records a transcript of the person speaking about the about the the photograph sends it back to them for their own approval. Um, and then um, at the end of that, there was, we, we collated all of the material and conducted a thematic analysis. And then we had um, the, the initial launch was an exhibition, of, um, a photographic exhibition, in Central Park, which is our, our new location. And we had uh, books printed as well that collected all of the photographs and the transcripts into them. Um, and, it was very it, it was very successful but one of the most interesting things for me i was so lucky with where um my neighborhood in central park is and that i look right down through the glass walls onto the central um foyer area and one of the greatest thrills that i had was that i would see people just randomly wandering over to read them and look at them and we consistently got feedback that once you started reading when you read one then you wanted to read them all um and this is, I mean, I'm aware this is a podcast and it's difficult to, to talk to, you know, really give a good insight into something that was so visual. But the, the photographs and the, and the the content was very powerful because it was so personal. So, you know, you had photographs of people, you know, working at like just their hands on a laptop and their kids school bags in the background. And they're talking about the fact that, you know, um, They work from home one day a week but what that means for them is that that's the day that they can go and they can pick the kids up from school because they can start early and then log back in in the afternoon or a lot of photographs of dinner tables a lot of photographs of things like um and and talking about how you would um you know how you can schedule your life so that uh, if you can be home for dinner particularly you know particularly if you've, if you've got a family of younger kids, so that you're getting home in time to actually sit down and have a conversation about um, how the day went, and that's something I think as a society as a whole we're losing. That you know, you, you imagine these these times um, 50 years ago or 100 years ago, where you know, usually the dad came home from work at about six o'clock and everybody sat down and had tea or supper, um, and you had that collective download and just a sense of connection in the family unit of what everybody's doing in their life um and that's something that you know seems it has been lost a little bit but it's so highly valued and the flexibility allows people to do that and you know it's not all um it's not all take either like one of the um younger participants in the the program talks that he has had a very interesting photograph of the bar the barrier um, you know that you scan your card into when you're when you're coming in in the morning and you're leaving and he was talking about how that really reflects um you know he tries to part he tries to keep working where work can work and keep life outside it but that you know the flexibility allows him to he likes to run in the mountains quite close to where we are based and um he was saying that like the flexibility means that he can go and do that but then if he needs to log on in the evening, or if he needs to do something over the weekend that he has, he can do that as well. And you really did get this kind of sense of a symbiotic relationship that was enabling people to make their life work for them, and work be a part of their life rather than two separate things that were constantly clashing up against each other and causing aggro. I, I just
0: think I just think it's fascinating what you what you're uh, describing here because if you know just look the past two weeks on social media around the world you're getting almost th- this photo voice project going on around the world <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. like, on, on the most on the biggest scale you know, humanly possible where you're getting what you you're describing your and people are are wanting to understand the, the human in you know behind their colleague almost and, and what's going on in their home life and and wanting to listen and, and pay attention to that and you know how how do you do you look at what's going on right now and going well? You yeah, know, we were doing this. <laughs> you um, know.
1: I, I think that it, I think it's interesting. I think from an or, from our own perspective as an organisation, one of the powerful things that has worked for us is that, like when we started this. So I I work for technology within AIB, Um and when I when this project started, we we very much thought that this was going to be a technology story, um, and then as I say, the building that we're based in is in Central Park and. Um, so we, we launched the project and then people from other parts of the organization who work in Central Park were coming to me looking for content or, you know, looking for us to, to give them a bit more detail on it and I, I kind of stepped back and went, wow, this seems to be a Central Park story. That's very interesting. It's not just a technology story, it's a Central Park story. And then we were asked to bring the exhibition to, we have a new head office in the city center, so we brought it there and we brought it to a couple of different buildings um, all within the, the head office locations and it's suddenly like actually what this is is a human story you know um what we're trying to do and what we what what the what the project i think uncovered for us is that um for better and for worse now we are very much always on and we have the ability to be very connected but we lose things in that you know we lose uh, we can we can lose sight of what's important and uh, just to come back to your question in terms of so I think we were ahead of the curve it's not that I think that we were ahead of the curve but I I definitely think that it's interesting now when you see people on social media on twitter or you know photographs of their their setup and then their kids working next to them and I've I've read a couple of comments that have really resonated with me about like what will we go back to after this because you can't really you can't flick a switch like when when this is all over and you know hopefully we'll be over sooner rather than later um we have switched and adjusted to a new normal and a lot of things that people say well you know oh, could never be done like organizations who say oh it, we're just not a, we're not a remote working environment it's not possible for for us to have agile working have suddenly discovered that actually it is um and we're very lucky that um you know our our cio tim is very much um in, inter, he's interested in legislating for what he calls the one the 99 you don't legislate for the one percent who may take advantage of the flexibility or who may you know do whatever you you legislate for the 99 percent because people in general just want to get up in the morning do a good day's work feel happy at the end of it and spend some time with it with the people that they love around them um, and that they're the people that you legislate for, and if you make it easy for them to do it, you know your work-life balance. If you can, if you can find a way to make things um, easier for people, ultimately the rewards are, are greater. You know, like a lot of the research talks about the amount of productivity increases and things like that that go up. I mean, the amount of time that's wasted commuting, like we see that now. That's another thing that I see very much coming through on Twitter, like people who are talking about it not missing their four-hour commute. Now, I am so lucky; I my commute is. 30 minutes maximum. Um, And, um, you know, and that's cycling. So, like, it's a, it's, I have a lovely commute. But, um, you know, four hours commuting, like, how, that's, that's such a huge chunk of your time and such a huge amount of time to put yourself under pressure, you know? I,
0: I, 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 it's, I do find it, it's exciting and uh, interesting and worrying all all at once, I suppose, what's going on right now. But, you know, you were, you were there in London. um, We two were there in London. Um, with regards to uh, the gala dinner, and I, I mentioned this on a previous podcast about my speech all about being trust and that being the default setting, you should, and you're talking about leg- legislating for the 99%, you know, another, another person I spoke to talking about assume positive intent. What whilst, whilst this is quite complex to enable people and businesses almost to shift overnight to an, a remote work setting, and uh, what I hope remains is the flexibility of that and and the positive intent you need the technology to do that but what i like what i like what's happening is we're simplifying things and bringing it back down to very basic principles of trusting your fellow man and woman um to do to do their job you have empowering them to be able to do what they want to do when they need to do it you know it's all really quite straightforward principles but somehow we we Got in the way of ourselves over the past few decades, and and made it complicated, and, and forgotten about the really quite straightforward things in life, um, which I think the current situation is you know stripping back really really quickly. How are you? What do you? Are you okay? Are your family okay? All these like questions about each other before we then kick off into into work life, and um, it's having that time being at home rather than being in the office. It seems to it seems to almost reversing it which is strange but interesting in itself
1: very interesting and even yesterday um so we've gotten into the habit of going out for a walk with um the dog and the kids at lunchtime and um i we were on the walk yesterday and i said god it, it, it's hard to imagine not doing that like the amount, like as a family unit the you know how quickly you adapt and i'm sure um, you know, I'm, as I say, I'm, I'm very happy that we each have our own space in the house to work and to live. At the moment, we're, we're very, very lucky, and I know it's not as easy as that for other people. Um, but I do think that there, are, you know, this is ver- this is so challenging, and it has happened so rapidly. But there are definitely positives to it if you can, as you say, if if you can take some of the behaviours and the um, processes that have been forced into place now because of um, the, the crisis that we're facing, into globally, it would be fantastic if you could just keep those afterwards. That piece of flexibility, that trust, that um, and I, I, you know, I I tend to err on the side of positive always, and, and I think that we will, you know.
0: Um, so, what, <clears throat> what was a project? Um, obviously, then expanded out had impact throughout the business. You know, is it something? What's next for it? Um, is, does, is 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 photo, photo voice being used in any other ways? Is it is it going to be expanded across the business in any way to you know, keep that humanity at, at the heart of everything you're doing?
1: Can't give you all my secrets, much. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll be back next year at the we'll be, we'll be back next year at the employee engagement
0: awards,
1: and I'm, I'm sure I'm sure we'll take that one this time. <laughs> um,
0: that's that's fair enough. <laughs> that's, that's fair enough. Um, well, we'll have to get you back on here then in a year as well, then, and um, see 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 where we're at when it comes to, comes to that. Absolutely. Um, would you would you would you recommend going and looking for experts seemingly out of the box? You know, you're in IT and you're talking to Dr. Maria Quinlan from University College Dublin, sociologist. You know, what what was that like? Was that was that was that interesting? Was it uncomfortable? Was it fun? You no. Know, because stuff like I, I'm obsessed with psychology and I wish in a former life, I wish I'd chosen another another path sometimes because I know, I know I've I'd been really, really into that stuff. Uh, and, I, and I am. But it just seems nice for you to go and speak to somebody that wouldn't seem to be the norm.
1: <laughs> so I suppose to just, to, you know, nail my colours to the mask. Um, I'm not um, I'm not a techie uh but my whole career has been with around techies um but I, i'm not a techie myself um but and i i'm a qualified coach so i'm very interested in the psychology perspective of it. um and i i firmly i firmly believe that you know you spend so much of your time at work um you should be as happy as you possibly can be when you're there when i work within our own teams what i say to them is like you know, um your personal life or your work life they're not a suitcase that you pick up and you know that you can leave at the door of your office when you walk in in the, mo- in the morning and you pick it up on your way out like you carry you carry your personal life into the office and you carry the office home with you so um I'm very interested I'm very interested in that concept of creating harmony between the two of them that you know like or trying to minimize stress because obviously there will always be stress um it, it's it's called work for a reason but you know but trying to manage that stress in such a way that and it and it interact with people in a way that, you know, um, you get the most out of your day working with Maria was a, was a fantastic experience. I, I had seen some of her previous work. So she had previously worked with not work, not corporate organizations, but with a number of charity organizations here in Ireland. Um, actually her most recent project following on from on balance is with merchants key Ireland, who are an organization who deal with people who are in recovery from drug and alcohol addiction. Wow. So, um, so she's. She's, But she's a really interesting person to talk to. So it certainly wasn't uncomfortable. I think what was slightly challenging about the experience was that um, this was a risk because we were literally asking people to tell us what they really thought. Um, you know, you weren't even framing it. Like, you know, when you send out a survey or a questionnaire, like the nature, the very nature of the question sometimes can dictate the response that you're going to get. Whereas... Um, this was very much an open forum <laughs> and the question and we were and we were saying to people tell us what you think um and we didn't know what the answer was going to be
0: I, I love that I love that and I think I think it's paid off you know 10 10, ten years ago I set up a business with, with, from the like a customer side of things and um and and like had recommend that, you know around uh, customer laws and recommendations and word of mouth all that kind of stuff and there's obviously word of mouth internally and it was almost people try and control conversations you can't control them they're happening anyway people having their opinions they have their opinions one way or the other so it's fantastic it's fantastic that you took that step because you, you discovered some some real positive uh, information from them <laughs> oh
1: yeah it was great and, and and really um and very powerful and it- it was then we were then able to say to um, other parts of our organisation who were considering a move to a more agile way of working, like this is how it's worked for us. And it was interesting because you know as I said earlier, it's not just a case of oh this is just this is technology, like because this idea that um, techies you know, kind of move faster and are more adaptable to change and things like that. And we were able to say actually this is about the human side of it. Like some of the photographs, you know, you had uh, there was one really interesting one that was somebody's alarm clock during the week and um so you could see all the different times that she she gets up in the morning and um on the days that she comes to central park she's getting up at half five um and then she's able to work from one of our city central locations on another day and on that on that day she's getting up at half six and then she works a four day week or a three day week and on that day she's getting up at eight you know and it's just interesting to see and like so clearly and um vividly what the depiction like because we all have that when you think about it when you open your phone and you have all the different times in your alarm but it, it was just really interesting to see how people have made this work for them um but in, in that so I, in terms of the risk or being uncomfortable that was just a, the, the only part where we really didn't we really didn't know what the answer was going to be um and thankfully for us it worked out well and i would say that in term that for other organizations who are considering employee engagement and how do you how do you actually understand the genuine sentiment I mean there there is of course a place for um you know your your, your engagement surveys and um your pulse surveys and, and check-ins and things like that but I always think it's worthwhile doing something different because you know if if, if you're doing the same thing year after year or whatever with people like you know fatigue can set in and um whereas this was something that was a little bit different and gave a different perspective then because uh, and it was so relatable the output the content was so relatable people really um people really got it you know straight away they they really connected with it
0: well i i'd i'd love to see it uh, are there any images if we were to write the story up for uh, for our website which we want to do would you be able to share any of the the oh, absolutely the, yep. fantastic okay well, well we'll we'll make that make that as the a thing then we'll uh we're currently drafting it for your approval actually um <laughs> news here right now um and and then yeah if we could maybe have a little gallery as well that'd be really really powerful
1: yeah
0: um, absolutely that's no problem. awesome look well Thank you so much. Um, as 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 always, we've we've run over. Um, could talk for hours. Um, thank you so much. I hope you and your your family uh, enjoy living and working together for the next two or three weeks. Um, I saw I saw a funny meme the other day that in in normal times, it's like a family, and you know you know married couples and stuff all on their phones and not talking to one another. And then all of a sudden now we're in lockdown, we all want to talk to one another go outside running and walking. <laughs> it's it's like a, it's a really weird bizarro world that we're living in right now. So, um, but yeah, thank you so much, Jean. Thank no you.
1: problem at all. No problem at all. Thanks very much.
0: Thanks. And congratulations again on, uh, being a finalist in the awards. Thank you very much to everybody listening, listening to the podcast. We hope you stay safe and well, uh, and that's to you, your colleagues and your loved ones. Um,